0: Welcome to the Liquid Church Podcast, a place where you can hear the timeless truth of God's word in a way that's culturally relevant and cutting edge. We hope you'll discover how God's story relates to your own and that you will leave feeling encouraged. Thanks for joining us today and enjoy the message. So 20 years ago, my daughter, Chase, was born. And she turned our lives upside down in the most wonderful way. I can still kind of see it in my mind's eye. She was just a little girl in a pink skirt with her, you know, puppy dog. And and fast forward a dozen years and boom, we suddenly had a teenager in the house. And, and you know, she still was daddy's little girl, but man, she was taller than daddy when she wore heels. I just went higher with my hair to keep up, right? Show of hands, anybody with teenagers today, Okay. You get it, right? Mommy doesn't pick her clothes anymore, right? She's got opinions of her own about fashion and Harry Styles. She says, don't worry, dad, a lot. (laughs) It's funny. I look at those photos behind me. I thought, man, how how did that happen so fast, right? Like one moment you've got a a kid in kindergarten and like you never sleep and there's endless laundry and you kind of wonder like, when will this ever end? But let me tell you something. You blink, it's almost over. My little girl turned 20 years old this summer. She's now living in Jerusalem on the other side of the world. She's spending a semester studying in Israel, half a world away. And I told my wife, Colleen, I said, sweetheart, next year, she's going to graduate. She's going to be out of our house, a full-blown young adult. And, And Colleen got mad. She's like, don't say that. Why would you say that? My wife wants to kind of slow things down. So instead of when will it end, now it's like, we don't want this to end. We're actually sad about how little time we have left with both of our kids now that they're college age and launching out on their own. Guys, as your pastor, let me just tell you, it's just a phase, so don't miss it. You know, this weekend to kick off the fall, I want to talk to all the moms and dads, all the sisters and brothers, aunts, uncles, grandma, grandpas, about all the phases that kids go through at these different seasons of life. And as lead pastor, I want to speak specifically to all the families who call Liquid Church home. And I want to let you know that we have plans. We have plans to partner with you to spiritually influence and develop your kids to their fullest potential in Christ. Because your kids and my kids, I consider them the same. Quick, Quick show of hands. How many of you actually have kids? All our campuses. Type in the chat church online if you got kids. Grandkids. Okay. Who was a kid once, all right? <laughs> this, this message applies to every age and stage. So if you're a new parent right now and you've got a baby who doesn't sleep through the night, I see you. I see those bags under your eyes. I see kind of dozing off as I, as I speak here. <laughs> Don't worry. It's, it's, it's just a phase. You will survive. If you've got a kid in elementary school and you're worried that, are they going to make friends this year? Will they be able to handle homework next year? Don't worry. I'm just telling you. Take it from me. It's just a phase. You'll survive. If you have a middle schooler, I'll be honest, you may or may not make it. Okay? I'm just, (laughs) I'm glad you're in church today. We're going to lay hands on you and pray for you (laughs) after service. I'm just kidding. At Liquid, we are passionate about raising up the next generation to a mature faith. And we have a plan for every age and stage of life. And today, I want to teach you a little bit about the five um, key phases of influence that every chi kid requires, you know, these key moments in their life. And to kind of illustrate this, I actually brought five orange traffic cones, okay? If you ever taught a kid how to ride a bike. You probably, you know, remember these. Did you do this with your kids? I did this with my daughter. I did it with my son. We put, you know, orange cones in the driveway. And it was just like, okay, we're going to kind of teach them how not to crash, how to ride a little bike and everything. And and I remember my daughter because she needed, you know, the little training wheels. And so we put those orange cones in the driveway and I held her seat and I kind of guided her, you know, kind of like in and out of these cones, go steer left, steer right, you know, how to find your balance. And we put training wheels on that bike. You know why, right? So that she wouldn't get hurt when she falls. Because we're like, I know she's going to fall. And that's really what a child requires at any age. They need training. God's word, the Bible says a lot about training. In Proverbs 22, verse 6, God says this. He says, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they are old, they will not what? They will not turn from it. In other words, most of parenting is training, right? Kids go through different phases in which they require specific support. They, they require specific boundaries and questions. They have to learn about life. And, and they also need, listen, they also need spiritual truth, right? As we train them to love God with all their heart, soul, strength, and mind and to love others as Jesus would. Our ultimate goal is that they would just kind of embrace faith and make it their own so that when they're old, they won't turn from it. That's what Proverbs is talking about. Train up a child, listen to this, in the way they should go. In other words, help them navigate and steer through all these different phases of life. And watch, when they're grown up, they will not turn from it. Now, understand something. That's not a guarantee. It's more of a guide map. To say, you know, your job is to really point kids in the direction of their God-given purpose so they can make their faith their own as adults. It's fitting to me that these cones are orange, because liquid is an orange church. If you're new, orange is the name of our family ministry philosophy. And in orange, I always like my my, my son said, he said, I like orange, say orange with me, orange. (laughs) It comes when you combine two very powerful forces on a child's life. When you combine the color red, Do you remember this in kindergarten, mixing paints? Imagine that red represents the heart of your home. It represents the warmth and love of your family. When you combine that with yellow, which represents the light of the church, when you combine red and yellow, guess what you get? Orange outcomes. <laughs> In other words, when spiritual leaders like me partner with parents like you, you get, it's a force multiplier. You get the combined power of home and church on a kid's life, and the impact is exponential. Exponential. Now, what's interesting is most parents, they see it as separate. They, maybe you're sitting there thinking, well, wait a minute, you're the pastor. Spiritual training's your job, isn't it? You're like, you're, you're, you know, the kid's ministry, you know, person, that's their job, isn't it? You teach my kids about God, faith, prayer, and all that spiritual stuff. A lot of adults today want to outsource spiritual training to professionals like me. Or maybe you think like, you know, I don't really care what you do in church, but I, I, I take responsibility for teaching them at home. Let me tell you something in my heart. At Liquid, we believe that either or approach is missing out in our mind, it's both and. Because when you combine the heart of the home, the family, together with the light of the hope of the church, our faith community, the whole course of a child's life can change for eternity. Did you know the average church, we only have 40 hours a year with your kid, 40 hours a year. You know how many you have as a parent? Just an average parent. (laughs) If you're an average parent, you've got 3,000 hours every year. 3,000 versus 40 to influence your child's life. So orange effect is about when we combine those power, we multiply the impact. So at Liquid, I want you to know, we want to partner with you as a parent to make you the spiritual hero, okay? An orange leader is really any adult who helps train the next generation in a faith worth following. So you might be a parent, you might be a grandparent, an aunt or uncle, you could be an orange leader, Maybe you're at our campuses and you volunteer with kids on Sunday or you work in nursery, toddlers. You lead a small group of fourth grade boys or you're a buddy for a a child with special needs or you're a middle school or high school mentor at church. First off, can we hear it? For those leaders, they're incredible. You're on the front lines. You're my hero. But I want you to notice the wisdom that God says you need. He says, train up. Don't train down. Don't talk back to him. Train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old... They will not turn from it when they're old. You know what that means? Adults means you need to raise your child with, watch this, their end in mind. What's going to happen when they get older? So here's my question for you today, parents, where do you want your kid to arrive in 10 years from now? How about 20 years from today? Like my daughter, when he's older, when, what kind of adult do you want him to be or her to be? What's the ultimate goal you're after for your kids? Now, if you ask a typical parent in New Jersey, what do you want for your kids? Most of the time I hear answers like this. Well, I want my kids to be happy, right? I and mean, that's a fine answer. Or I want them to be successful in school or, or maybe you know play a sport or I want my kids to go to a good college and, and graduate and get a good job or, or marry the right person. And those are all fine things. But here's my question. Is that really like the end goal of your parenting? Like the greatest outcome for your kids is to go to a good college and big house or something? Let me tell you something. 20 years ago, Colleen and I made a decision. We said, we're going to make the answer much simpler. When our kids were little, we actually came up with a family mission statement. We wrote it together, and here's what we wrote. I'll share it with you. We want our kids to grow up to be, and then we just described it. We said, kind, compassionate, responsible adults who love Christ, share God's heart for the world, and then use their gifts to serve others. That was kind of our, our vision. He notes it's kind of qualitative, but then we added a very kind of uh, aspirational goal at the end. And we said, can we imagine something even better? Here it is. Right, we added this sentence. Ready? And then we want to be friends. Like maybe if God shows up, they'll still like us at the end. <laughs> but that's literally the Lucas family mission statement we wrote 20 years ago. And it gave direction to the choices we made as parents, it set our priorities. Notice, <laughs> What it doesn't say. Do you notice something? Notice we never say, we want our kids to be valedictorian at school. Notice we were like, we want them to play, you know, D1 lacrosse. <laughs> you know. Doesn't mention choosing a certain career path, or you gotta be a pastor, or nothing like that. It doesn't say making money or buying a big home. Not because those things aren't nice. They're just not a priority on our list. They're not number one. In other words, our outcome is less aspirational and more relational. Look at it again. We want our kids to grow up to be kind, compassionate, responsible adults who love Jesus Christ, who share God's heart for the world and use their gifts to serve others. And then by God's grace, we want to be friends. That's our family mission statement. Love God, love others. And then maybe one day they'll love us. <laughs> See, the bottom line of parenting is not obedience. It's not getting your kids to behave or even to be successful. The bottom line is raising responsible adults who love God and use their gifts to fill his purpose in their life. So parents, here's my question of the day for you, ready? To start the fall season, a lot of us are going back to school, here it is. Are you parenting by circumstance and chance or on purpose with a plan? In other words, do you let circumstance and culture decide how you influence your child? Like, oh, fingers crossed. Or do you actually have a specific plan, a strategy to develop their God-given purpose in life? Today, I wanna let you know that your church has a plan. We have a plan at Liquid that is intentional, it is strategic, and we actually have an end goal in mind for your kid. And so I just want to tell you about today. I want to show you how we're raising up the next generation at Liquid. And then I want to ask each of you to play a part in raising up this next generation of Zoomers, okay? Not boomers, (laughs) Zoomers to impact their world. Now, I'm going to ask everyone uh, to take out their phone, even if you're church online, take out your phone for a minute. If you're new to our church, we have a mobile app. It's a Liquid Church mobile app. It's got all the message notes and there's going to be graphics um, that are going to appear on the screen that we also put on the app today. It's totally free. Just go to the app store or Google, download it. And if you open that app and you click on Sunday, you'll see Sunday scripture. And take a look. I put special graphics that show each phase of a child's life from cradle to college, from birth to age 18. Because here's the deal. You and I, guys, we get 18 years to set a child on a certain trajectory. We want to steer them in a specific direction through a number of phases with the end in mind. You know what the end in mind is for us? The big E, eternity. Everybody spends forever somewhere. And so at every phase, we're trying to lodge an anchor into your child's heart so they will experience the love of their father firsthand and trust his son Jesus for salvation. Now, if you open up the app and look in the scripture notes, you'll see what I mean by phases. I'll put it on the screen for you as well. A phase is defined... As a time frame in a kid's life, when you can leverage distinctive opportunities to influence their future. And here's the deal. Every phase is different. That's the challenge, right? You guys know this. At every age and phase, kids are asking different questions, facing different challenges. So to take the guesswork out of it, our family ministry team, who are phenomenal, they outline these phases in your app. Again, if you're a parent or a leader, you've got influence in a kid's life, grandparent, aunt, uncle. See if these phases don't sound familiar. Ready? Take a look at the phase of age zero to one years old, okay? This is the phase when nobody sleeps, everybody smells, <laughs> and one mesmerizing baby convinces you I need you when, church? I need you now. I want my formula now. I want my diaper changed now. I want a nap now. Okay. Hang in there because eventually they're going to move out of that to phase between one and two years old. And this phase is the phase when nobody's on time. Some of you are just walking in service now. Welcome. <laughs> Everything's a mess. Doesn't matter. Clean it up. It's going to get destroyed in five minutes. And one eager toddler will insist, I can do it. You want me to tie your shoes? No, I do it. You want me to blow on that hot chocolate? No, I do it. Ah! Right? They start wanting independence. But then that moves to three and four years old. Okay? This is the phase when anything can be imagined. Everything can be a game. And one curious preschooler wants to know why. Okay, son, we're going to go to the bathroom. And you're going to pee right in the toilet. Why? Well, you're supposed to pee in the toilet. It's more fun when I do it like this, when I'm a sprinkler. Why? why? <laughs> they ask these things. They say, what? why, why, daddy, why? Why is the dog rubbing up and down on your leg? Why? What? Ask your mother. You, right? This is, all those questions start coming out. But don't worry, they're going to go to school. Kindergarten, okay? Remember that phase? Kindergarten and first grade, right? This is the phase when unfiltered words make you laugh. Homework makes you cry. Amen. <laughs> And life becomes a stage where your kid shouts, look at me, right? They want to be seen. This is the first developmental stage where they're actively seeking the attention of somebody else. Look at me, daddy, I'm riding my bike. No, let go, let go, let go. Look at me. They want everybody to see them. And they ask those really unfiltered questions. That lady looks pregnant. Are you pregnant, lady? Don't say that, right? That's kinder and first. But listen, second and third is coming, and it's a totally different phase. Second and third is the phase when fairness matters most. Why does he get to watch a show and I don't? Why does she stay up? Differences get noticed. I'm taller than you. You're wider than me. And your enthusiastic kid thinks anything sounds like fun, right? Hey, I got an idea. Let's throw the cat in the pool, see if she can swim. Sounds like fun, right? This is, it's an amazing adventure, right? But listen, it's going to change. The phase is going to change instantly overnight because fourth and fifth grade, I pray for you. This is the phase when friends are best friends. I got a bestie. She's my BAE. Games are for competition. Remember, it used to be like, hey, we're just trying to have fun. Doesn't matter who wins or loses. Now it's like, I'm going to kill them. (laughs) And your confident kid will insist, I've got this. I remember those words, man, with my my son. Are you you ready for the quiz? I've got this. Did you do your your homework? I've got this. Newsflash, they don't got this, okay? Sixth grade, when they're starting middle school, it changes a little bit because this is the phase when there's never enough groceries. Those little buggers will eat you out of house and home. Too many hormones, woo! Now it's all swirling, my body's changing. And a dramatic kid that needs someone to prove who cares, right? I do remember actually taking my son to middle school for the first time. We were driving there first day. Somebody just did that. And uh, I turned to him. I said, hey, are, are you nervous? And he just goes, who cares? I was like, oh, someone discovered sarcasm, right? You know, But, but understand, it, it's really like, you know, it's like they're asking, who cares? I'm insecure. My voice is changing. My body is changing. Who cares? Who's safe for me? But they will see it like, who cares? And I was like, well, I thought you might, you're going to middle school, right? But they don't care, okay? But they really, really do, and they want you to care too. Seventh and eighth grade, understand you are not cool anymore. Nothing you do is cool. Everything is fun, by the way, in the crowd. Don't look at me. I just want to blend in. Don't look at me. And one smart kid will keep reminding you, yeah, I know, <laughs> okay? Understand nothing is cool, and it's totally okay, right? It's like, you know, dad, you're not, you shouldn't be wearing those Jordans. You're not cool. But I, I'm matching my shirt. That's why you're not cool. Uh, you know, they want to blend in and, and yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Son, you, you haven't showered in like three days. Yeah, I know. You're starting, you're starting to smell a little like Doritos. Yeah, I know. <laughs> cool ranch. <laughs> I'm t- You guys know, right? I remember ninth grade. You remember starting high school? Anybody got freshmen in high school? Oh, get right. Brace it, brace it, brace yourself. This is the phase when friendships shift, right? Because now they can pick their friends. Grades count, everything else was practiced, but now it's your permanent record. And interests change so often, your teenager has to explain, this is me now, right? They come home one day from the mall, and you're like, is is that a nose ring? Yeah, this is me now. Why, are you wearing black lipstick? This is me now, okay, deal with them, goth. Is that what girls wear now? I'm not a girl, I'm non-binary. Please use they and these, please, okay? Hello? What? What is happening? And now you're gonna get whiplash. Because now all these moral and cultural choices are coming. Tenth grade. <laughs> Tenth grade is the phase when everyone else can. Why can't I go to the party? Everyone else is going to the shore after the prom, why can't I? Nobody else has to text their mom when they get there. And your resolute resolute teen will push you to answer: why not? Why can't I? Why not? And let me just warn you, parents, if I want to write this down, the only wrong answer is to say, because I said so. Yeah, you already got it, right? Okay, don't, (laughs) does not work because now they actually can use facts and reason and they weaponize it against you, okay? You can't just say, just because I said it doesn't work anymore. you lose their heart. 11th grade, and you know they're starting to launch and you're getting nervous because there's SATs and all that stuff, but this is the phase when there's less drama because they're like, I'm not going to tell you anything, (laughs) But there's more stress. You're wondering what they're doing. And your very be- busy teenager answers all your questions with three words. Everybody, just trust me. Just, just just, trust me. Wait, wait. You're telling me the entire soccer team is sleeping over his house? Just trust me. Are his parents going to be there? Just trust me. slash, never trust. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that sounds too jaundiced. I, be like Ronald Reagan with the Russians. Trust but Verify. Okay, you got it? <laughs> that's, that's the role, okay? Because senior year, I'm just telling you, I just went through this, man, 12th grade. Woo, this is the phase. When Watch this. Your emerging adult starts pulling away from you, but also getting closer because they need someone to pay for college, does things for the last time, and you both start asking, what's next, right? Like some of you went to back to school night for the last time this fall, and you're like, what's next? We, we had these-, these 18 years, and, and now the-, the training wheels are off, and, and we're-, we're starting to let go, but what's gonna happen? Will they fly, or will they uh, crash and burn? What's next? I'll tell you what's next. 18 plus, and they're becoming a young adult, and they're pulling away more, but they do need you again, because they need health insurance. <laughs> Does things for the first time, and you both keep asking, what now, right? What, what, what now? What's going to become of them now? Is that, do, will they launch out? Will they stay at home? Will they boomerang back? They've got all their own values and opinions and ideas. I'm telling you, man, parenting is not for the faint of heart, is it? You got to shift gears. You got to let go along the way. And if all of this overwhelms you, remember, it's just a phase. Don't blink or you'll miss it. So again, here's my question for adults. Are you parenting By circumstance and chance, or on purpose with a plan. Our goal for every family that calls Liquid Home is to help you develop a game plan. To train up your child on purpose through every phase of their life. So when they're old, watch this, they will arrive safely into the arms of their father in heaven. So let me get practical with you. I want to give you hope. And I want to explain what each of these five orange cones mean. Because each cone represents the five phases of influence that a child requires at key stages of her life. And each phase is different. So parents, this is a practical tool you want to use at home. If you're taking notes, the first one is this. Phase one is a parenting style known as catering. And it really only lasts from birth to two years old. And catering just means basically you do everything for your kid, right? You wipe their nose. You wipe their butt. (laughs) Change their diaper. You cater to the the needs of the child. and And your job is really simple. Keep the kid alive, right? Now, this phase is super stressful because I, I, I can always pick new parents out of the crowd, okay? like The mom over here, right, she's got a little spit up on her shoulder right there. Dad's carrying that, you know, the car seat and the pack and play and got a baby Bjorn on. They got bags under their eyes. They haven't slept in weeks. If you are new parents of an infant or toddler in this church, we get it. Your whole world has been turned upside down in a wonderful way. Everything's about your son or daughter, but here's our commitment to you as a church, I promise, as your lead pastor. Your child will receive safe, screened spiritual supervision. Notice I didn't say childcare. I said safe. What that means is we promise you the highest quality volunteers who actually have experience handling infants and every one of them is screened. That means they go through a rigorous background check. Guys, even I have to get a background check to enter the kids' rooms. And notice I called it spiritual supervision. We don't babysit at Liquid. We're not babysitting infants and toddlers. Your child, when they're with us, is getting their first impression of their heavenly father in this phase. So this is an imprinting phase for us. Now, obviously, like babies and newborns don't get a lot in the way of formal instruction. We're not like, hey, let's read through Romans in the nursery, right? We're not, okay. But the heart of our volunteers in phase one is to give exhausted parents like you a chance to sit together and be replenished in worship. So we want this phase of spiritual care for your whole family. We believe that mommies and daddies are better parents when they've been in church and you wonder if you will survive this catering phase. But just remember, it's just a phase, okay? So don't miss it because that catering phase is only the first two years. And then you move to controlling, okay? And this lasts about eight years from age two to about 10 years old. And Controlling basically just means you micromanage your kid's life, right? You give directions. You make decisions to keep him or her safe. And when I say micromanage, some of you go, oh, I love it. I mean that in the positive sense of the word, okay? In phase two, this is all about setting down rules and boundaries. No, you cannot eat Skittles for dinner. No, you can't go to the mall alone. No, 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 no. No, In this family, we do our homework first, then you get to play Minecraft, okay? Now, I don't care how they do it in Jimmy's house. In our house, you get one hour of screen time, and it's gotta be in the presence of a parent. It's in the kitchen, not in your room. This phase is all about setting boundaries, drawing limits, establishing a sense of of healthy habits. Why? Because kids can't do it themselves yet. So you kind of control the environment. By the way, if you're a control freak, you love this phase, right? You're like, oh, this is the best phase. And it's funny, it's it's not to be hard, but if you think about it, this is what God did with his kids, isn't it? Like when the Israelites, when he gave them the 10 commandments, right? Think about the story of God's people, they go through the Red Sea and the waters break and this, this newborn baby named Israel comes tumbling out. And so dad says, I'm going to lay down some house rules. We're going to call them the 10, what? The 10 commandments. Here's the family rules. No lying, no cheating, no murder, no TikTok ever, right? God was teaching his kids boundaries. And at Liquid, phase two is really early childhood when we begin formal content in two ways, parents. First, a large group. We want your kid to come in and be with his, their peers, learn a Bible story. They sing a worship song, have a memory verse, and then a small group where they do a hands-on activity that reinforces what they learn in a large group. Now, here's the deal. Our commitment to you as a church is that we're going to communicate with you. We're going to tell you every week what your child is learning in a very short, summarized way. So every Sunday afternoon, you get an email with links to the video lesson. You, you hear what the memory verse is with hand motions, an activity sheet during the week, and those are natural cues that you should use with your kids, okay? Like when you're in the car. If the lesson is like, hey, God is our creator and you're riding the car, you no, know, you just drive and you say, hey, guys, point to five things that Jesus made. And you're like, oh, the sky, the, the trees, you know, that, that, the, the geese crossing the street. Parents, open up the email and use it. It's a cheat sheet. We are trying to set you up to be the spiritual hero in your child's life. Remember, hard the home, light the church, you're the hero in your kid's life, not us. And so in return, here's what we'd ask for from you. Consistency. Your child will benefit the most when your family actually attends the same service at the same campus. Why? So they're in the same small group, okay? Listen, I'm just gonna tell you this because I, I get it. I was a parent once. If you're gonna view family ministry as childcare or babysitting, it doesn't matter what service time you come to. You just could just watch things online, whatever. But if you want to invest in your child's spiritual success... During this critical phase, then your family needs to commit to the same service and come to it consistently each week in person because phase three is probably the hardest one to master, the biggest shift. It lasts from 10 to 15 years old. It's the beginning of the middle school years. You become a coach in their life. You let your child start making the decisions. You you give them direction, right? You give them feedback, but guess what? You decide. You decide for yourself. You decide who your friends are. I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to coach you. You decide what sports you want to play, okay? I'm not gonna make you play. Or what music to listen to, okay? They're like, they're like I'm quitting violin and I'm, I'm gonna be an EDM DJ. Okay, it's your choice. Gosh, I just spent all this money on, okay? You don't set the play dates. You don't choose the friends. You, you coach them on it. Now, I'm gonna give you a scripture here that's gonna give you the right posture. You are the voice in their ear described by God in Isaiah. Listen to this. God said, whether you turn to the right or to the left, so you're at a crossroads, you're making a decision. Your ears will hear a voice where? Behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Now you thought that was from the Mandalorian. <laughs> this is the way, go. I would go this way if I were you. There's a lot of voices coming at your kids and you can't just pull them along now that they're in middle school. In fact, your voice begins diminishing as their friends, as music and media begin growing louder and shaping their thoughts and ideas. I'll never forget when my daughter came walking into the kitchen and and she's got her earbuds and she's like, let's Marvin Gaye and get it on. She's like, who's Marvin Gaye? I was like, what? And what's get it on mean? Ask your mother. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting all these voices in their ear and it's important, watch this, to have an outside voice that is not yours. It's a reliable voice that has a biblical worldview and can reinforce the morals that you're trying to impart. So you got to widen the circle parents And this is a benefit of you being part of a young and growing church. At Liquid, we commit to provide a consistent coach or mentor. That's a small group leader who will establish a safe, reliable relationship in their life. And that relationship, understand, goes far beyond Sunday. It's a consistent adult presence, outside voice in the life of your tween or your teenager during the week, Monday through Friday. Can I tell you who I thank God for in this church? I thank God for Christy and Rachel. Rachel. They were the 20-something mentors for my daughter's small group in high school. Um, she looked up to them, not to me. I stopped being cool when she was 13 or 14, okay? I'm, that's not cool. I'm a dork, okay? <laughs> and so I thank God she had a relationship with these two girls right here because Chrissy and Rachel are mature young women in their 20s. They were on point for Christ. And she has a, they have a spiritual influence in Chase's life that I didn't have. And I'm the senior pastor. See, as a parent... Guys, you take so many things so seriously, right? You check your kid's homework before. Do you have your homework done? You make sure they got their sports equipment before they get to practice, get out there on time. But a lot of times, when it comes to their spiritual development, we waffle, we hedge. Will we go to church this week? Eh, maybe we will, maybe we won't. What's the weather? (laughs) What's the sports schedule? Guys, listen. This is where the rubber hits the road. If your kid's spiritual maturity is a priority in your family, then you'll make it a priority to make sure they meet with their mentor every week so that strategic foundation can be built, flourish, and deepen. Listen, my, my kids are just getting out of their teen years, and I get it, all right? This is no guilt, by the way. There are just some Sundays, right, where you feel exhausted, like, and you're not up to church, like, can not we just watch online? Let me encourage you, push through it. And let me ask you this. Parent with the end in mind. What do you want your kid to grow up to be? Professional soccer player? Hello, 0.001% chance. Or actually mature, responsible adult who loves God, who's confident in their gifts, and learns to serve others. Guys, we're in New Jersey. Parents will do anything for academic or athletic success. I'm just saying, why not their spiritual success? Middle school is the second fastest development time of a child's life. Did you know that? Second only to infancy, first two years. Think about it. Physically, right, they go through a growth spurt, intellectually, neural pathways are being carved. Emotionally, all the hormones are raging. And spiritually, this is when they're deciding about their view of God. By age 13, they're cementing their view of God. And so what I'm telling you as a pastor is if your kids don't exercise their spiritual muscles in this phase, they will not be strong enough to hold on to their faith. It will slip right through their fingers. As a church, we are trying to teach them to develop those muscles during their middle school years so they can hold on to it themselves. Now, can I make a timeout? Can I sit on this without breaking it? Let me try. Look at this fat guy on a little bike. All right. <laughs> Moms and dads lean in. <laughs> Some of you feeling guilty right now, right? Stop. Don't beat yourself up if you've made mistakes. As parents, we have all made mistakes, amen? Say amen if you've made mistakes, okay? I'm trying to give you hope today, and the hope is this. It is never too late to start parenting on purpose, amen? Don't you dare feel false guilt if you've got a prodigal son or daughter and say, like, oh man, listen to this, we didn't do any of that, I'm a bad parent. If you say that, you know what it means? It means you're saying God is a bad parent because he's got millions of prodigal sons and daughters. You understand? It's never too late to start. Say that with me. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's never too late to start. Type in the chat. It ain't too late to start because phase four consulting lasts from about 15 years old to young adulthood, the high school years and beyond. And by this time, you're allowing your child to make their own choices. The training wheels come off the bike, right? Heck, they don't even use their bike anymore. They got a learner's permit, okay? They want to take the car, (laughs) If you've got a high school, let me just tell you, today is perfect timing for you. I'm so glad you tuned in. Tonight is our kickoff high school event in Parsippany at 6.30 p.m. That's tonight. It's for both high school students and their parents, okay? We won't always keep you together, okay? But listen, tonight we're actually hosting a tailgate party so that parents, you can meet our high school small group leaders. And we're going to share our plans for the coming year of Liquid High School Ministry. So if you've got a student... Be sure to come to our kickoff, 630 in Parsippany, our broadcast campus, so your kid can meet other students and you get to connect with other high school parents. I always get that question from new families to say, do you have anything for high schoolers? Let me be clear. Our high school program runs during the school year on Sunday nights, okay? The first Sunday, we bring all our high schoolers together from across our campuses under one roof to what we call the high school experience. And it's at our broadcast campus in person. We want everyone together. And we kick off that night with live teaching on a new series. In our experience actually run by all the students. They run the tech, the sound, the video. And then the following weeks, they meet with their mentors for a small group. And we're just trying to always answer the question like, what's this got to do with me, right? Who cares? Why? Right? For example, in March, our kids tackled the topic of sexuality. In April, we talked about mental health. We, at Liquid, we really believe that church should be the safest place where you can talk about anything, Okay. And then on Sunday morning, guess what? Our high schoolers attend church with their family. A lot of you are sitting here right now. Awesome. Thanks for hanging out with your uncool parents. Actually, a lot of them you won't even see because they're serving in our various ministry areas. What we love about them being able to attend with their family is what we're doing is we're getting the same teaching together and that should ble- bleed into the conversations you have in the car and around the table. But that's the, the, the consulting phase, right? And some of you are in the thick of that. I pray for you. We just kind of came out of it. We're entering my wife and I, this last phase, phase five. This is what I'll end with. This is the last phase called caring. Everyone say caring. This is college and beyond. And this is what Colleen and I are facing down. You know What? Our job as day-to-day parents is done. Now we mainly cheerlead and we encourage. We tell our kids we care for them. We're praying for them. We console them when when things don't go the way they thought. And hopefully one day, watch this, hopefully one day we'll see the fruit as they become adults and start families of their own. But this is where Colleen and I are. This past weekend, we dropped our son off in Wisconsin for his pre-college program and we came home officially empty nesters, okay? Okay. It was amazing. We walked into the house and my wife was quiet and we are just, you know, made a little lunch and, and my wife Lee just goes, Tim, the house is so quiet. And I said, I know. Isn't it awesome? It's awesome. <laughs> and she started crying. <laughs> and actually we both cried together, but I need to let you know that our church, my heart, we are passionate about investing in young adults college and beyond raising up the next generation of leaders and to tell you about our plans to do that this fall i want to invite out two incredible young 20-somethings alex sorez and sabrina perez come on out guys give them a hand give them a hand great to see you it's guys thank you thank you thank you for coming guys i won't keep you long but is kind of exciting because alex you actually grew up in the church correct yes that's correct you now work here on staff as a campus manager and then sabrina you were serving and what is your role now i'm the family team coordinator here incredible so Take a look at this guys. This is a next generation who's been raised up into leadership and now they're serving the next generation behind them. Can I can I ask you guys how old are you? 22. 22 and 21. 21. Awesome. How old are you? What? How old are you? It's good having you work here, Alex. Thank you. Jimmy. <laughs> Tell us this real quickly, 30-second story, your journey, you know, from attendee to volunteer to liquid staff.
1: Yeah, sure. So my family and I actually started coming to Liquid about 12 years ago. Um, so I was actually in elementary school at the time, and then I had the privilege of going through our liquid family ministry. So I went through Liquid Middle School, Liquid High School, and then Liquid College. Um, And I had so many amazing leaders that poured into me. So I decided, hey, I want to do that for the next generation as well. So I signed up to uh, serve in Liquid Family. And then um, now I have the opportunity to serve in full-time ministry here at Liquid. I'm
0: so blessed to have you, man. Sabrina, how about you?
2: So I started coming about almost four years ago now. And I started on the worship team. I was serving there for a while. And a few months ago, I actually applied to do family. I wanted to volunteer. And everything just lined up so perfectly, and I became the family team coordinator.
0: It's incredible. Well, listen, as young adults in your 20s, educate the rest of us, okay? You're talking to an old Gen Xer. We got some boomers. Alex, what experiences do most of your friends share that maybe you think other generations we don't take seriously enough?
1: Yeah, I think something interesting about our generation is that although we're connected more than ever, we're actually the loneliest generation. We have grown up so connected to smartphones and social media, but we've lost that deeper connection with each other. Um, On the one hand, being connected, it can create anxiety, but on the other hand, we have a fear of missing out, and that can really hold us back. So that's why I think so many people in our generation are going through mental health challenges Um, in nearly every setting I walk into, whether it be church or not. Um, there's somebody who's going through a mental health struggle or who knows a family member or a friend who is struggling. Um, and the pandemic really only made this worse um, as so many of us spent time in isolation and we felt lonelier than ever. But at the end of the day, our generation craves true community and we want to show up and be truly seen and known
0: for who we are, not just what's on our social media. Uh, Sabrina, give us a little coaching. Speak into us. How can our church effectively disciple your generation?
2: Well, for starters, I mean, I feel like we all need authenticity. We're tired of the picture-perfect Instagram pictures and the filtered (laughs) images of perfection. That's literally all we see every day, especially on social media. But the truth is, it's all fake. No one actually likes to talk about what they're really going through. Instead, they try to hide it. And I mean, like Pastor Kyra said at pregame, we're supposed to be living in our brokenness, not trying to steer away from it. And that's something I feel like we've all grown up with, but we desire authenticity. We wanna walk into church knowing that we can be real and that the church can be real with us too. We want the church to be the safest place for anything, whether it be to ask questions or when we're wrestling with our faith and we need the freedom to do that and not feel judged for it. We want a space to admit the brokenness and embrace the healing that
0: only comes from Jesus. So Alex tell us like how can the church just kind of you know empower and unleash your generation.
1: Yeah, so one of the cool things about our generation is that we're incredibly success oriented while also being cause driven. Mm. Um we want to be heard and valued in church as Sabrina said but we also want to use our time and our influence for things that matter. Um, So just this spring, our college small group, we pulled our money together and we decided to create hygiene kits and we packed them with clothes, shoes, um, and snacks and we went to give them out to people living on the street. And it was such a good experience. We got to talk to some of the people, hear their stories, pray with them. um, And it was just a great experience that we all got to enjoy. And when you give us opportunities to serve and develop our spiritual gifts in church, you really help us discover who God created us to be. Mm. And so when we understand our purpose and our calling, um, we're able to integrate that into our everyday lives and really make a difference on our campuses, um, at our schools,
0: and in our careers. That's amazing. Don't you guys feel hope like when you listen to these guys? I do. I'm thankful for you guys. Now, I understand you guys are both part of the team helping lead. Our young adult community here at Liquid. It's called The Porch, correct? Yes, correct. Tell us just a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so we're rebranding our college and young adult ministry to be called The Porch. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's our new young adult ministry, and historically, what we want you guys to know is that The Porch was a place where people would gather hang out together, kind of get to know each other, sit in the rocking chair if they're a little bit older. Um, but the porch is still that place, and we want to make it that place for our young adults. So we're here to help every 20-something connect to God, experience authentic community, and really find a place to call home.
0: Awesome. So the porch is for young adults. So we're talking about 18 through like 48, Sabrina? Like what age? Oh. So if you're
2: a recent high school graduate, working, taking a gap year, a college student, starting a new career, or just trying to navigate the young adult life, if you're 18 to 20 something, you're invited. No matter which season you're in or what your story is, we believe God has something in store for you.
1: And So here's what we did. We put a young adult calendar with our fall dates in your program today. Sabrina has it right oh. here. So if you pull that out, you'll see that October 20th is our kickoff event. That's an in-person okay. event we're hosting right here in Parsippany at our broadcast campus. And you'll get to hear relevant teaching from Pastor Zach and connect with other young adults in authentic community. I see
0: you've got some other stuff on this each month here. This yep.
2: Time. We're also hosting an after party in November and a Christmas gathering in December. So make sure to mark your calendars to connect with us young adults locally at a campus near you. You.
0: And if there are young adults here, they're watching online, how can they get more info and stay in touch?
2: So for our first event, you can RSVP here using the QR code, or you can follow us on any of the social media that we have down here listed.
0: Awesome. Also put a link in the chat. Can we thank Alex and Sabrina? Thank you guys for your passion. We are grateful for you. you give me a lot of hope, man. I, I get excited when I see young leaders kind of taking the reins of our church. I want you to remember this, guys. As we leave here, the Bible tells us, it says, listen, here's how we're going to do Train up a child with the end goal in mind. What do do my wife and I want for our kids when our parenting's done? What's the outcome that we're after? I told you, man, what direction. We said, we want our kids to grow up to be responsible, kind, compassionate adults who love Christ, who share God's heart for the world, and then use their gifts to serve others. And then, maybe, by the grace of God, we want to be friends. Love God, love others, and then maybe love us. That's the ultimate goal, guys, of where they're going. Our our goal is friendship with our kids. No longer parent-child, but actually peer-to-peer, adult-to-adult. And one day, we hope friend-to-friend. You know where he got that from? Jesus' goal for you. You know what Jesus told his disciples right before he left? He said, I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know his master's business. Instead, I have called you, everybody, friends. I've called you friends for everything that I learned from my daddy, I have made known to you. Guys, God's end goal for his kids, you, is spiritual friendship. And that's the goal for us too. We want our kids to voluntarily want to choose to spend time with us because we loved and we trained them well, not perfectly, but we had the end in mind as we go through the different phases of life. And even though it was hard, even though it was tough, we never forgot. It's just a phase. So don't miss it. Again, Challenge to you, talk about over lunch. Are you parenting by circumstance and chance or on purpose with a plan? I just want to tell you as a pastor, in this church family, we have a plan. And that plan is intentional, it is strategic, and we've got the end goal in mind. We want to come alongside and support you through all five phases of your child's life, from cradle to college, so they will grow to become mature, faith-filled adults who love Jesus, others, and you. That's my pledge to you as our church, our promise to you at Liquid Family. We're going to harness that power of orange. Because when the heart of your home, your family, and the light of our church, yellow, come together, watch out, you can change a child's life for eternity. Amen? Say amen, church, if you agree. Don't ever forget. It's just a phase, so don't miss it. Let's bow our heads and pray together. Father, I just thank you. I'm so encouraged listening to Alex and Sabrina. Lord, we love what you're doing in this church. We are part of something unique. It's a multi-generational church, Father, that Jesus, you have formed. And so I thank you, Father, for every young adult. I thank you for every high schooler, middle schooler, our elementary. And Father, I thank you for the adults here who have heard your voice and said, I'm in. I want to pour into the next generation. And Father, I pray, even those people who are signing up to serve, Father God, it may be to to serve a cup of coffee or or work in nursery, but Lord, let them see they're lodging an anchor into the heart of the next generation for Christ. And Father, I pray that you would just pour out blessing, put your hand of favor now on our high school gatherings, our small groups, on every mentor, multiply their time. And I pray for the families, the parents, the teachers, the grandparents in this church. Father, may we never forget you're our Abba, our daddy, our father who loves us. And you'll give us the grace for every phase we're in. So we commit our children, our families to you in Jesus' name. Everyone said together, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to check out Liquid Church for a weekend service, small group, outreach, or clean water trip, you can find out more about us online at liquidchurch.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe or share it with your friends. Thanks again for listening.